welcome back. This is where we are. Solo show again between me and Ira for episode 9. And here we discuss adulting. What it means to be an adult. How do we get through the phase of being an adult. And uh, are you really special for being an adult? Find us on Spotify and iTunes. We also have a Patreon account at www.patreon.com slash where we are. All the help that you can give would be really, really appreciated. This is episode 9, but as all of you know, this is our 10th total episode at all, and we're really, really, really happy that we've gone this far. Thank you to everybody, to all the listeners who have supported us to this very point. We will make sure that this does not end at 11, 12, 13, hopefully 100 more, hopefully 1,000 more. But the main point is, we will keep this going. We'd like to have a Q&A on our next episode, so there will be a post on our Facebook page. Please leave questions and suggestions on the comments there. And without further ado, please enjoy episode 9. So welcome back, listeners. We are back for another episode. This is now episode... Nine? Episode nine, but we're yeah. gonna check yeah. our Spotify. Yeah, episode nine. So if ever this is episode nine, congratulations to us for actually reaching episode nine. This point. <laughs> yeah, this point. So although everybody knows that we're not stopping anytime soon, it's still a I think it's a note noteworthy um benchmark, I would say. Yeah. Milestone. And I think we're gonna make a minor adjustment, like I should introduce we should introduce ourselves at this point early on. <laughs> yeah. So I'm Ira. I'm Migs. And this is where we are. Apologies. We haven't um recorded an episode the previous cup the past couple of weeks. Yeah, because um life gets in the way and that's as all repet- about as repetitive as it sounds. Um the older you get, the more stuff that you have to do. Sometimes Unless you get too old to not be able to do anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And speaking of um, growing up and having um, a lot of things or obligations to deal with, what we want to talk about today is coming to terms with quote-unquote adulting, which is a term that Migs isn't really fond of. Yeah. And for a, for a few reasons, which we'll discuss today. Yeah, I think, but before going to the word itself, maybe we can just discuss like coming to terms with being an adult or adulting. Yeah, adulting does exist, but um, it's what everybody has to do. It's a part of life. But um, the prime importance of the discussion would be probably centered on how do we deal with this? It's uh, everybody's gonna is bound to like get into some sort of uh, adulting phase. How do we confront the inevitable? Yeah, it's sort of like. Um, yeah, we think that it's very important for us to address how we progress and how we move forward from this quote unquote adulting. And one of those, we're not saying it's easy. We're just saying that what can you do? It's part of it. Yeah, and I mean, uh, you're gonna have to face it one sooner or later. Yeah, one way or the other. Yeah. Wait, before we go there, what is adulting? We haven't defined the terms yet. Adulting. Yeah, what is adulting? What do you think? I don't know. I, I it's hard to it's hard to describe it. Well, it's adulting the point in our lives where not, where we're now filled with financial responsibilities. Um because now we actually have 
things to pay for. Okay, let's say that th- let's, we can define adulting as simply becoming an adult. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, but what is the mark of a functional adult? So I think number one would be mm, what mental maturity. Could that be part of it? Because um, what do you mean by mental maturity? Like, how would you? What's what's mature? I mean, are we mature? It's hard to pin. It's hard to pinpoint mature because we have different. Each person has different. I don't know levels of maturity. Okay, then that simply means that adulting is only related. It's only related towards anything that has to do with the habits of an adult, the responsibilities. So I guess we can define adulting as having the responsibilities of an adult. Of an adult. Yeah. So it's responsibilities. Yeah. So what are like the primary responsibilities of an adult? If you would if I could ask you. It's being able to financially as Okay, uh, so being financially independent yeah, is one. Trying to sustain yourself. Another one. Um, knowing to manage your time in terms of okay. like knowing your priorities. So managing resources. Managing resources because time is a resource. Okay. So being financially independent or like striving for financial independence. Second is uh, resource management. Third would be. I think in terms of your career, striving to be better in terms of adding skills. Okay, skill growth, grow, quote yeah. unquote, growth mindset or yeah. So skills development or skills development. Um, yeah, growth. Yeah. Can we add anything more? I think we're at this point. Adulting, quote unquote, is at this point in our lives where we associate ourselves with people we can actually connect to because. Okay, like so building a network. Building a network of people with similar interests, like-minded, quote-unquote, who who share um, some kind of similarity. So are you saying that being an adult necessarily entails that you have to be a social person? You have to finally have an ounce of being social. It's not even about it's not necessarily being social. It, it's it's just being self-aware of the people you want to associate yourself with or build friendships with. So um, so you're saying that it's about having smart connections. Like your, your friends are no longer like just friends that you can just have and not have No, it's, it's more like establishing meaningful relationships. Okay. Establishing meaningful relationships. That's, 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 what, it. that's, that's it. it. Let's sum it up to that. So that goes to friends, to um, um, significant others, everything. Yeah, different. Yeah, different aspects. And um, what else? Um, is there anything? Is there anything I, I think, else? I think we've covered the bare bones. Okay. So that's um, financial. Not necessarily oh. in any. Okay. So let me build up to the previous point of meaningful relationships. It's being self-aware, I think. Self-awareness. Self-aware. I mean, it's something that you should constantly do. But like as an adult, I think it becomes even way more important, I think, to be... Self-awareness. Self-aware. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save my questions for later. Okay. But let's reevaluate. So we have one is um, fin- financial um, 
capability or like relevance yeah uh, trying to be as financially independent as you can at this point trying to be able to pay your dues your bills i'm gonna start that term financial relevance it's like can you even give any money are you not useless yeah relevance (laughs) so are you productive (laughs) are you productive that's what it is yeah Yeah. can we milk at least one peso from you (laughs) yeah anyway Financial capability. Yeah. Number two is um, what's that again? Time, man, resource uh, management. Resource management. Um, three is uh building skills. Or- yeah, building skills. Number four is um meaningful relationships. Meaningful relationships. And lastly, that's Sel- self awareness. Does that even count? Okay, let let's just grant self awareness for now. Okay. But I'm gonna go back. So. Okay. First, financial um, capability. So, um, it's obvious that when you grow up, you have to like stop being a stop being a parasite. Yeah, free freeloader. Freeloader at this point. I think the measure of success, I mean, metric of you being. Fully financially independent is to really calculate the cost of your lifestyle. If you are able to sustain that on your own, for example, accounting for your Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi costs, your phone, blah, 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 and so on. If if you're fully financially independent, you are capable of covering literally your entire lifestyle. Literally. That's a good point because now I think that being an adult is not about being financially capable, but becoming smart about your finances. Yeah. Also. Yeah. So it's not Sensible. just yeah. You have to like reevaluate your lifestyle. You have to adjust, have some changes or sacrifices. Compromises. Just, yeah, compromises yeah. for you to make to be able to live. Yeah. In the simplest sense. It's probably one of the prime marks of being an adult in the society and uh, I'm sure it constitutes what adulting is part of. Yeah. I'm going to save my butts later. Okay, number 2 is um what's that? Resource management. Resource management. Managing our for example time, for example. This is where I enter enter my butts. Okay. So resource management in my opinion is it is required of any adult yeah but i don't think it's part of the adulting process it's not unique because like if you have to make it a big deal for you to learn how to manage your resources you have to have an ounce of resource management skills even from an early Early, early on yeah you have to know how to like segregate your quote-unquote baon for you yeah, to be allowance. able to like your allowance for you to be able to like get adequate food, transportation or whatnot. And even being able to meet your deadlines or homework earlier on at school. I you're... think that's what the purpose of school. Yeah. So if you think that it's a special process just for you to become better at managing your resources, yeah. it's most likely that when you were young you were spoiled. Yeah. You were spineless or whatever it is. Yeah, and usually people who are spoiled are spoiled because they can afford to be spoiled. Yeah. They were fed with a silver spoon. 
So if that's part of adulting, I think that's just more of straightening straightening people out. Yeah, straightening people out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't take an adult. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you get, you I get, I get your point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Now, now I can explain myself better yeah. because uh, a while ago, me and Ira were talking about this very thing, and I was just like rambling. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're gonna go, go back to that. Number three is, mm. oh, building skills. Building skills. So. I think this is one of the most important things. I think we're at this point. No, like we're at this point in our lives where we've left school. So there's really no regiment to learn. Exactly. Now, now the responsibility to learn is on us. Like being able to make time to learn something that would be useful in whatever you're doing or whatever field, I think is something you have to be aware of now. Exactly. But then again, I'm gonna go back to how it is related to being an adult. Yeah. Is it only the responsibility of adults to learn? Isn't that the responsibility of everyone? Yeah. But here's the difference. Unlike school, we were always told what to do, right? Like in terms of what to learn. But now since there's none of that authority figure to tell us, you gotta learn something new or whatever. Now it's literally... We're, we're our own teachers, so to speak. So technically, you could say that being an adult is you have to have a mind of your own. Yeah. You have, you have to know. To, you yeah. have to mind of your own. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Fourth is meaningful relationships. Probably one of the most important things of being an adult. Yeah. That you have to learn how to deal with people more maturely and less naively than you used to deal with people. It goes hand in hand with managing resources and how you manage your time. And um, it also has something to do with your outlook in life. I mean, not to sound bleak, but when you were younger, I'm sure you thought that the world was a more simple place. Yeah. And now that you've grown old, older, Hopefully. You built a certain perspective about how the world actually works. It's not It's not just about like using the perspective that you've built, yeah. but it's like actively being aware. Yeah. And you could connect this to the like the, the fifth point, which is being self-aware. Yeah. That you have to be aware that people are in the same situation as you. That you're not the only one who deals with certain problems. So, you're not special or exceptional. Yeah, and this. at the same, by the same token, people will do things and can go to certain ex to certain heights just to sometimes survive. Yeah, I'm not saying that it's technically a dog eat dog world out there, out here, but you have to understand that. There are people who, who are not that nice. And there also, you have to also accept that not all people are worth your time. Yeah. And to a more important point, you are not worth some people's time. Like, yeah. Don't, don't think that you're important. I mean, in short, you really can't please everyone in this world. Yeah. It's, uh, that's what. Yeah, I guess it becomes, it, it's more of a being aware of. The reality of the world. Like, and in the same way that not everyone uh, is not going to be, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to like everyone, honestly. And that's what it is. You're going to have to give up relationships as well. 
yeah. you have to build relationships as well yeah sometimes the that the friends that you've known for a long time may not be your friend anymore not because you guys were not getting along or fighting but you guys just grew up and you just had different different things different preferences or different values yeah but the, doesn't that make now it sounds so bleak that all of the relationships now are just they have a purpose like well i'm not saying that i mean but it, like, of course it, they have it, to... it happens dude like it's part of life yeah. i guess that's a that's a fact of life self-aware were oh, we yeah. at that point now yeah five is self-aware and um well i guess that applies to everything i mean all of the points that we've discussed but i think um the mark of self-awareness is just understanding who you are who you really are i mean that's of course the most difficult problem but you have to quote unquote make yourself into something yeah yeah make yourself admit who you are um know what you are and know what you want know, know what you want know what you don't like, like just just be honest to yourself yeah. like if you've if you've reached the point wherein you're quote unquote adulting and you're not frank with yourself on the things that's gonna be a problem it's gonna long, be a very very big problem like you have denial against yourself that's very very hard to solve yeah. because it's um it's very important for you to become true to yourself i mean as cliche as as, it sounds, as mr miyagi ish as that sounds it's very very important so um what do you think are the ways of dealing with this sudden change of adulting given those five points is there a fixed template or or do people have different approaches to this i'm not sure i have my approach but i'm not sure if it's going to apply to everybody well you can share in terms of for example being f- i think i think the first one is pretty obvious you got a job <laughs> <laughs> to, i mean right you know you graduated unless you're gonna take you know a master's degree you, you can't just <laughs> you're not just gonna stay in your bedroom like the entire time and not do something right you gotta do something you gotta Again, I think I've been bringing this up the the past few uh, and the previous episodes. You have to start somewhere. You may you may you may not like your job right now, but what are you gonna do? You're gonna have to start. <laughs> you 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 have to at least do something and see and try to build on that, and hopefully, um, it takes you to wherever you want to um, to wherever whatever interest or field you want to pursue. But the point is. Again, there has to be, you have to be productive. Yeah, you have to do something productive. Yeah, you have to be productive. I mean, I don't know how, if there's any more you'd like to add for that one. Well, for that point, I guess, um, for myself at least, it's important to become realistic with your goals. Yeah. But that doesn't also mean that you have to lose the idealism. Yeah. So what you simply do, for example... um, Let's say um, I like making music. Number two, I like um, researching. Number three, um, I like sports. 
So among those three, you have to ask yourself, what do you want the most? So let's say, for example, I'm and, not saying that this is true, but let's say that I want to be, I want to pursue or like the most important thing in my life is music. You don't have to change that. You don't have to change it at all. But you have to also ask yourself, where can I make a living? Yeah, how, is, this, can... is this feasible at this point in time? If she say that no, then it doesn't mean that no equals never. It's more of no, not yet. For now. For now. So what is more feasible that you can work on? Okay, research. Okay, research can be applied to work. So you look for a job that's like either writing, uh, management, whatever, marketing, anything that you can get relatively close to that. But at the same time, you can learn something new. Which I, is connected to the skills. I think, yeah, I should have like elaborated in this. I think when you're at this point, when you're starting your career, you have to know the means to your end. Meaning, what whatever you're doing or whatever you choose to do in your career, there has to be a goal. Like, does it align? Am I am I going anywhere closer to what I want to do? Because if you're not gonna be, if there's no end. And you're just focusing on the means, then you're not being reflective. Yeah, you have to remember that time is of the essence more than ever now, and your quote unquote tokens for the, your game. And what are sucks running low. is that you're just doing things for the sake of doing things. And for example, like if you're, for example, going to the gym, do you see any progress or are you just like just showing up to the gym and doing exercises without? For example, adding weights. Talking to people. Yeah, talking to people. You're not really meeting your goals. I mean, you're, you're in the gym. You, you work out. But does it get you anywhere? That's the point. Let's leave it to that, I guess, analogy. I guess, yeah. yeah. It makes perfect sense. Part of being productive is to understand your means and your end. Yeah, there is a... I mean, I believe that there is no purpose to any of this in general, like inherently. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. that fact itself makes it important for you to put purpose in the things that you do. Yeah. So whatever that may be. But what's important is there is like um, a purpose or like a goal. There's a, there's an end to it. Like there's a product. Where am I going towards? Yeah. Yeah. You should have spent your the first 20 years of your life thinking about what you want to do. Mm. And when you've reached 24, 25, 26, up to your 30s, um, I think if you're still thinking, then you might have a problem. Yeah. That's um, dangerous waters. Yeah. We've gone past the first point, which is... Yeah, you just being, have to get a job. Yeah, you have to get a job. Second point is time management. I think it starts with habits. Habits in the sense Building that... Building habits, definitely. Yeah, for example, you need to have a to-do list. You need to, for example, create regiments or routines that at least that that's both sustainable and also achievable. Um, you, can't, you can't overwhelm yourself with tasks because in that way, that's actually, for example, more counterproductive. So my point is, when it comes to time, I think you have to know, list down 
your tasks and you have to understand for example you have to know your priorities that's what it is yeah and you know what sometimes you have to screw motivation because sometimes that doesn't get you anywhere so the key to excellence is never motivation motivation gets you started but habits keep you running yeah that's exactly it because let's face it you don't have motivation every day you're not 110 percent every, every day, day. <laughs> but let's face it <laughs> regardless if you're 100 percent today or if you're like 30 percent tomorrow you have to do what you have to do the point is you show up you show up you get things done and that's how you progress it's not about like having when you're great you do everything and when you're shit you don't do anything that doesn't it doesn't work that way you have to become consistent yeah and habits you build them by increments if you have a, if you think that for example let's go to fitness the reason why most people can never seem to meet their fitness goals or strength goals is because they use motivation as key and this is what i hate about some of the coaches is because they try to motivate you to get to the gym if your guiding principle for everything is to motivate someone to do to do something you're gonna stall you're gonna yeah. it's you're gonna come to a brick wall yeah it doesn't go that way what you have to do is you have to instill habits. One of the things that that's very hard to stop are not things that come from motivation, but things that come from habit. That includes vices. Yeah. And that includes stopping vices. So you have alcoholics, you have chain smokers, whatever. Not not taking to regard the chemical aspect of things. Of course, that's that's a given. But my point is. For example, if you want to stop smoking, you don't like watch a motivational speech of high of how like smoking will kill you and if you don't do this your family will like die and you're going to get separated from your kids. It doesn't go that no way. One, look, if they're going to buy a uh, a packet of cigs, no one's going to give a fuck about the illustration exactly. or the warning signs it, that they it see. It doesn't work that way. Does, so yeah. what you do is you set the a goal that is extremely doable. Like, if you're going to put a hierarchy of qualities that you should take into regard of, of when doing something or changing something, you think about doability. Look, okay, so you have a pack of cigarettes. For, for the first for the first For the first, doesn't, you don't even have to put really a time in it. So just yeah. say, okay, starting today, I'm going to smoke one less cigarette. Yeah. That's just it. If I smoke a pack a day, I'm going to smoke a pack minus one cigarette. Then you slowly build slowly up. Slowly build up until you like... Realize, re oh, zero. I quit. I quit my... Um... I mean, there are people who like excel in doing cold turkey, but yeah. that's not everyone. Yeah. This applies to almost everything. In life. <laughs> And you, you really have to become strategic about it. And again, as millennials, we always think, I mean, I think this is uh, one of the disadvantages that we have is we've been helping each other. We've been stuck in this 
circle jerk that we think everything in life is about the process. Mm. Like we have to enjoy the process, enjoy the experience. It's not about the end. It's about the journey. Okay. You can have that. You can have that for your existential wellness. <laughs> that line is for you when you have shitty days, when you have days that you can't seem to make things right. But you don't, that's not your, that's not your life motto. You don't live life just for the sake of living life. Yeah, you don't just stick to the means again. You, if you just, don't. you have to have a product because having a product means having a goal. Having a goal means ha- having something to shoot for. So now you have, you have the bullets to shoot your gun. And I, I think it actually helps you as well to see the outcome of a result because there's you, a sense of achievement. You you have to material you have to materialize materialize or you have to put like a uh, an object to see where the, you're progressing because success is a very very abstract thing. Yeah. So the easiest way to make it not abstract to make it concrete is to materialize it to make it into something into a product into a tangible thing. Yeah. So even if it's not like not super tangible but Let's say um, you want to get better at guitar. So, okay, now I can play the song, but tomorrow I'm going to try to play a more difficult song. Catch my drift. So you just have to always have steps. You have to have goals. You don't... I do get, of course, become uh, as a person belonging to the same age group that the journey, of course, matters because experience does matter and... um, that's what existentialism was all about. But where you have to set aside your idealisms here, like, in short, this is the real world and real with real people and real problems. Yeah. So th- your thoughts, your justif... Sometimes it ends up as, just as justifications. Like, I'm doing a shitty job, but I'm enjoying the experience, so I'm going to justify my shitty work, work ethic or work because it's part of the journey. That doesn't go that way. Anyway, next. Um, meaningful relationships. Meaningful relationships. Oh, my God. A lot of times you are not worth other people's time. In the same way that some people, people are just not worth, not, yeah, not worth vice your versa. time. Vice versa. Yeah. So time is really of the essence here. And um, you don't really get much more years. I mean, this is the mark wherein you realize that, oh, my God. Um I don't even know why they call it quarter life crisis because people can die at 50. And I mean, at oh. least I think that to reach 50 is a goal. Yeah. I mean, after 50, what are we going to do? Retirement age, like 60. Yeah. It's not quarter life crisis. I think it's. No, more but I think a, they just base it on the 100 um, yeah, format. Yeah, but. Yeah. But you get the idea, right? 20, you know, 25 or whatever. You know, whatever. Yeah. This does not apply only to like friends or like just friends, but the same goes to like if you have a significant other, um, I think now is the time wherein your criteria for having a significant other isn't purely based on physical attributes or something like that. One of the things that I think the older people cannot comprehend yet or grasp, grasp is that Sometimes 
um, getting into long relationships without necessarily committing to a marriage mm. is actually pretty smart in my opinion. Like because same goes for like sex before marriage. Yeah. People forget that sexual quality is part of a meaningful relationship. Yeah. And um, just because people are going to say, just because you can't have good sex doesn't mean you have to like separate. But it is part it of is. the life. Yeah, it is a factor. It is a factor. <laughs> I mean, you have to just be real to yourself. Yeah. What do you want? What do you need? Yeah. And one of those things are like, aside from sex, is having a mature partner mm. that also works, has aspirations for themselves. And I'm not become, becoming a love guru here, but I think one of the most difficult mentalities to change is, at least from my experience, when people were younger, they always had this notion that when they actually had, like, they become together in a relationship with the person that they really like, they think that it's us versus the world. It's utopia. Yeah, like, it's, okay, let's, um, let's work together, let's have a family. Like, everything relies on each other, but I think that's dangerous. No, I think what happens there with what you're talking about, I think is people tend to romanticize more of the idea rather than their significant it's other. If you've seen, for example, 500 Days of Summer, that's what, it, that's what the film tries to explore. Like, we tend to fall in love with the idea, which is actually dangerous as well. And you have to remember that people, you have to be complete persons before you actually invest in somebody else. Yeah. So, I don't want to sound preachy, but word of advice is don't ever say that you complete each other. Yeah. You complete yourselves alone. Yeah. And what is better, two halves that make one whole or two holes that make two fucking holes? <laughs> That's my point. You have to be two fully functional human beings to become to make a good, it work. To make it work. <laughs> not people who have... I mean, everybody has deficiencies, but never ever rely on your partner on some significant other to fix it. It's your body, it's your soul, it's your life. It's your life. You fix it. People are there to become supportive of you, to help to you. Supplement. To supplement. They're a supplement. Yeah. So you have to be complete. So when you're complete, you have bonuses. Yeah. That's why they're bonuses. And yeah. that's why bonuses are great. Yeah. If your bonus is part of your normal salary, then it's not a bonus. <laughs> You just think it is. You just think it is. <laughs> Next is you also have to like um, probably trim down your friends because I'm sure not all of your friends are actually your friends, but just friends by title. I think there seems to be now the illusion of abundance, especially, for example, if we see in social media that we tend to rely or I wouldn't, I wouldn't generalize, but some people rely on quantity of friends rather than quality 
So I think there seems to be a lure about abundance without realizing. Do people care about them? It probably yeah. comes from the importance of having connections. Yeah. Because, you know, most likely if you're a friend of a friend and you're really not that close, but you he, he calls you, she calls you a friend, most likely you're not his or her friend. You're a connection. Yeah. And you just have to accept that. Yeah. Same goes same goes for you towards other people. You don't have to like think that all of your friends are really your friends. Sometimes they're connections. Yeah. And people are not stupid. Yeah. They know when they're connections. And that's not entirely wrong because you're human beings that need quote unquote connections to make shit happen. Yeah. It's like work. But by the same token, since you're you have to be aware of this and know who among this these people are actually worth your time. And that's not taking it personally against any one of them. It's just you have your life. And, and honestly, you can tell anyway who, who you get along with. You can sense. Like, for example, if you were to if you were to organize something with a person who you think is a friend, and you can tell that they don't really put a lot of effort into, for example, making time for you, despite with whatever they're doing, I think you can sense anyway that they're not really your friend and they're not really the kind of people you're gonna you're gonna talk to over drinks or or a coffee or whatever i think it's also important to become you have to be you have to strive to become secure more than ever because um I, i mean it's the folly of children of younger people to always long for the need to belong like we have to belong we have to be part of a club we have to be part of a sport any some kind of of subculture of of people but now things are like moving so fast they're separating from each other life takes a toll on everybody we have we simply have no time not enough time that if you're if, if you're still insecure about where to belong yeah you belong to yourself. Yeah. You own yourself. You belong to your life. And that's the most important thing. And I think this is the phase where we start, we have to start to be um, become more specific. Because I think when we were um, younger, we're very curious about the world because there's so much world around us. But the problem is there's so much world around us that we can't explore everything. Like I think we just have to accept that. You have to come to, come to terms with that. This is where this is where the fear of missing out stems from. Like we need to realize that there's so much world out there. You will miss out. We will miss out. We miss out on something every single day. Honestly, like we always miss out on something. Do we realize that? A lot of people don't. Social media in some ways. But you know, you really have to choose to miss out on other things to make sure that your real goals happen. Yeah. You have to sacrifice. There always be you will always miss out on something and you have to manage that. Not like try to cover it up, you know. And you know what? Sometimes you have to deliberate deliberately make yourself miss out on things. Yeah. Just to make other things happen. For your own good. For your own good.
Okay. So this is the butt. What grinds my gears sometimes, though, is that when people speak of adulting, it's okay for me when people speak about adulting in a ter- in terms of like having something to relate to. Like if I'm talking to you, like we're at, we belong to the same age group. I'm saying, I already know what. Like work is really such a shitty yeah thing right now. Yeah, there are a lot of problems. That's pretty cool. But like, if you, there is a tendency for people, especially on social media, to applaud people simply for demonstrating anything related to adulting. Like doing some, like you're gonna snap doing something, do something like hashtag adulting or like, hey, I'm adulting. Then everybody's like, wow, wow, <laughs> wow. Everybody's Owen Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> like it's part of the life. You don't. It's, I, not, I don't it's nothing new. It's nothing. It's nothing new. It's... I mean, if you're ad- adulting, quote unquote, congratulations to you. Like, Full support, but don't ever think that you are special. Yeah. You are not yeah. special in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. So there is nothing special about getting work. And there is especially nothing more special about getting work done. Yeah. Because if you're you have work and you're not getting your work done. Then you're a sh- you know, you're a shitty worker. Yeah, <laughs> it's it it's given. If you're twenty plus years old, you're starting your life. You have to learn to manage your time, manage your resources, manage friends, manage money. If you're able to do that, good for you. But you're not special. Please keep in mind. <laughs> This is especially valuable for people who don't seem to be able to do that. And not by choice. Like, we're pretty blessed that we are functional people, quote-unquote. And not all people, they don't choose to be non-functional. It's just them. Sometimes they have difficulty dealing with people, difficulty dealing with people, difficulty working with people. Yeah. Difficulty getting work done, everything. Everybody has their weaknesses. And this is most especially true towards uh, people who are not that mentally stable. Mm. Same goes for people who are not financially stable. So we all have our own kickstarts, advantages, and we also have our own disadvantages. Our flaws. Our flaws. But these things you should never romanticize these are things that you have to get done not just because that it's a like you have to quote unquote adult Mm. it's part of being human and progressing as a human being in general yeah so it's like i'm humaning Human. I'm living. Living. <laughs> you know what that's called? Like getting a job, managing time, managing friends, building skills. You know what that's called? That's called living. 
Growing. That's called growing. And children grow, adults grow as well. And the responsibility of growing never leaves you. Growing is not something that you can just ignore. You can never ignore growing up. It has its responsibilities that you have to take. Because if you don't take them, you either fail. You jeopardize. And the shitty thing about that is people who don't strive to grow, you're forcing someone else who cares about you. Not really forcing, but you're prompting. You're making it the case that people around you have to compensate for you. Adjust. And people are already, already have their hands full. They have a loaded plate. As is. So, I'm not saying that everybody should, like, become the greatest, most productive millennial out there. But my point is, you have to not make this special. This is not special. This is required. Yeah. If you're a soldier... And all of a sudden, there's a fight. That's not special. That's a day at work. That's If you're a soldier yeah. enlisted at war... That's in your description. You do that. That's not something special. Yeah. That's part of life. And life is a battlefield after all. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what grinds my gears. I mean, for me, in my opinion, this is just me. Romanticizing adulting makes it less meaningful. Because it becomes a trend. It becomes a statement. It becomes something that you show off. You never. Yeah. Why would you show off being a functional human being? Why do you show off the basic, basic thing? It's like, I mean, this is not even about privilege. It's about, do you actually tell anyone, say, Oh hey, I'm in college now. Yeah. Is that, it's yeah. like I'm in college now. That's how it goes. The yeah. tone is, oh yeah, now I'm I'm in college. I'm taking up this course. Now it's not like, oh yo, I'm in college now. Bro, bro, look at me, I'm in college now. <laughs> I mean, of course, if you if if that's something very meaningful to you, if you had a couple of experiences that may, have made going to college very hard for you, if it's an achievement, then good for you. If it helps motivate other people, then good for good for you. You're helping other you're people. Adding value. Adding value. But don't ever think that just because you've done something related to growth means that you're special. Yeah. Good for you if you've if you've reached college. Good for you if you've finished college. Good for you if you had a job, stayed with your job, but you're not special. There you're are, not the only one. Who just got a job. And to like put things into perspective, you have people who do college and work at the same time. You even have people who do high school and work Not at the same time. Not everybody has the luxury to like, you know, show it off. About you have people with double jobs, single parents just to support the family. And some even go to night school if they have the time. I mean... This is not about making you feel guilty about how privileged you are. It's nothing like that. But... 
the least that you can do is never project, never think of yourself as a special snowflake because you yeah. are not. Yeah. You're just a human being trying to live with a quote unquote live as simple as it is. Because it is living. What are you doing? Why did you get the job? Why did you manage your time? Why you do you manage do what your... you have to do? Because um, I'm alive. Yeah. yeah. You get yeah. yeah. So that's my only qualm with adulting. It becomes a such a trendy term. It's a it is a trend. I mean, I'm sure people are profiting from adulting. Not from the trend, yeah. Adulting related products yeah. as if you actually need products <laughs> to convert someone into an adult. adult. <laughs> uh, Short detour. What do you think about people who make money of these things? Like, I'm going to give an example. So, I know this person who has made enormous money by selling these... Um, Incense things like what's what do you mean es- es- essential oils, <laughs> dude? The person has made millions, but has sent like brothers to university and had them finish. How 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 does he market it though? I mean, it doesn't matter. It it, it worked. I mean, it's effect it's effective marketing because the person obviously has made millions, but it's kind of hard to like come to terms with that. You're selling a f- you profit from selling things that are placebo. Yeah. Like you're selling a trend. You're selling. I, for me. Is it business is business? No, for me, in terms of business, I still have principles with regards. I think, yeah, there's. You, you still need to have principles when it comes to making money. There is such thing as being like responsible. For example, there was a guy who made millions of dollars selling a rock. Have you heard about that? The pet rock? Yeah, yeah. He literally got a freaking rock, probably from his garden, and made a wonderful package just to make it look nice. And people bought into this shit. Right? I think it's very similar, right? Okay. Easier question. Let's not like gauge the morality of selling something yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you think people are allowed to call out people for selling shit to people yeah of course that's that's literally freedom of speech right like to to literally have the freedom but if i tell you business is business what do you say what do you mean business is business like hey i'm selling rocks but it's a legitimate business people like rocks people like buying rocks well i'm not gonna agree with it for sure i mean but the problem is can i can i stop that person for example Stop selling rocks. What I can do, however, is to put across what I think and the certain information. I mean, put out information out there about his BS. But you know, that's also the sad thing about now is because you actually have to call out a person who sells rocks as if that wasn't common sense. But it's it's something that it's something that happens, right? Some people don't they don't see it. 
But I think isn't would you Migs, let me ask you, would you take that responsibility of calling that person out? Of sharing something to a lot of people? Well, given my personality, I probably would. Yeah. But what is a probable deterrent to that is how people react. Like, I've personally told people that the essential oil thing is bullshit. Is bullshit. And, people, and then the reaction is, it's just because you haven't tried it yet. Okay, so um, the reason why we can learn things from other people's mistakes, that doesn't have to be for me to make the same, the actual mistake for me to learn. That's why I have other people to make mistakes from. Just because like, okay, oh, hey, try this super duper alkaline water. It's going <laughs> to cure your cancer or some Wait, some stuff. Raw water. <laughs> yeah, the box raw water. <laughs> so there's this trend, I think it's in the US, where they just get water out of a river. Wow, unprocessed water. Unprocessed water. That's how they market it. It's raw water. Raw Apparently water. it's there are no chemicals, it's all natural. What's the problem with, what's the problem with that if you were get if you were to get water from the river? From a stream. Mm, contaminants. It, it yeah. People know. People know. I think people at the back of their heads, at the back of their heads, know. Or maybe they don't, but they buy it. You know what? I think it has something. Also, to, it has something to do also with um, trying to belong, like because trends are trendy, because they're trends, yeah. and people love love going with the trend because it helps them. So you. Belong. It helps them belong with society. So you think the products that they buy is simply a reflection of their a want, a personal, for example, an abstract want that they want to have. For example, yeah, being being able to um, be part of something. Yeah, well, to I don't, connect. It's more of like that's really the drive. The product is just the outcome of what they're like, you know, seeking. I'm sure for those, those products, the primary like driver for mark for their marketing is just having people buy th- those things first and like have a sense of a cult like oh hey we're into this new thing now it's called essential oils but like it's a group and the the thing that the marketing thing that they do for that is when you you can recruit people and like they're like packages like if you're two people there's going to be like group package with this kit and people can like if I've sold to you, you can sell to other people. You get something, a referral, some shit. It's a, it, it 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 is MLM pra- yeah, practically net, network uh, network marketing. No, but it's it's law of attraction, bro. Yeah, law of attraction, bro. The vibrations. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry, I digress. Bottom line. Don't make money off shitty things yeah please in 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 business you still need integrity there has to be people here's the problem with some quote-unquote entrepreneurs they they try to aspire to be this um what do you call it alpha alpha business figure or 
Who's that? The Wolf of Wall Street um, person. There, okay, there seems to be... Let's snort a line now because that's what the top dogs in Wall Street do. They snort cocaine. So we have to do that as well. Yeah. The, <laughs> there, yeah, there's, the, there's a persona. And I fucking hate it when people... When everybody now calls themselves entrepreneurs, even if they're not really, you know... It's okay if you can call yourself aspiring entrepreneur... But to put yourself across as someone, as successful, even if you haven't really done shit, that's what that's what pisses me off, dude. And as, I think that's that's behind the label as to why so many people use the quote unquote entrepreneur. Entrepreneur now is the same as freelance model in Facebook. Yeah, it's like it's the fucking sexy thing. Before it used to be, I work at Krusty Krab or whatever the fuck. <laughs> now this is like the term. Work at Krusty Krab. Wow, everybody. Serial serial entrepreneur, really? Show me, right? Ugh. You know, that's also the scary thing about now is people are technically able to market anything, even if it's bullshit. Yeah. And like we, we'd like to think that people are more sensible now that we're able to like realize bullshit, but Sometimes people forget that they're the same exact people who fall for the bullshit. Yeah. Like, there'd be double standards wherein, like, you'd advertise, you'd really call out someone for selling, for being a fraud, but then you yourself advertise some sort of fraud in itself also. Yeah, some fraud, whatever, product or whatever. For example, you'd have people who really think that vaccines oh my goodness <laughs> oh my goodness vaccines don't work but but just drink your mx3 capsules and you're gonna be immortal for life drink your echinacea so you won't have polio yep you'd have people who like say that Pharmaceutical drugs are dangerous. Um, well, that could have some value, but then you'd stumble across the same person like selling turmeric capsules for a super inflated price. Yeah. Look, there's something really fucked up the moment you realize that some people still think the earth is flat. That, that alone is pretty concerning. People think the earth is fucking flat and they have a scientific quote-unquote justification There is some sort of, uh, I think... I don't know why this is happening. There is some sort of like intellectual regression that's happening. I'm not sure of the demographic of who these people really are, but it goes with a lot of things. Like there are... I don't know what to call it. But anyway, there are people who really go like the extra mile just to... Like spew out bullshit. But the thing that's really concerning is do they actually believe their bullshit? Well, there's a saying, right? That Because I hope they don't. Like, I'd rather prefer an evil genius type person who like fools everybody than a stupid person with a messiah complex that he thinks is curing the world. And does not realize it. No, because some people who bullshit people 
have a tendency to be convinced with their bullshit. It, it, oh, shit. It, it, it's become, for example, second nature that they're very confident, convicted with what they want to share. So it becomes a truth. It becomes true to them, yeah. But I think it's I think it's also at the same time voluntary. Like for you to be for you to sound convincing, you have to believe on your whatever the fuck you want to put across, right? Like if you watch, for example, Catch Me If You Can, I think that's what happened to um Frank Abagnale, the um with the con man, right? I love that movie. Yeah. He for example, his first um, con artist trick was to show up in French class and pretend to be the French professor like he was. As if he was one, right? He was so convinced that people fell for it. <laughs> Even the, the class bully, he made the class bully look fucking stupid because the class bully got scared that he was the French teacher, right? Yeah. And it, and it really... It really snowballed into something, whatever the fuck that Frank Abagnale did, right? The rest is uh, the rest is history in this case. But that's the point. Um, I think there are really extreme cases that I believe in my bullshit, so people are gonna see that. But there's a saying, right? It's not just about the things that you say; it's how you say it. In fact, that could even weigh more than what you say. Totally, dude. Like the. the- manner of how you say it compared to like the content yeah like this is how important for example body language is if you are to put across your intentions to someone that's because that's powerful that's big and that's that's a that's a double-edged sword but anyway i think for the most part really the theme was here it was all about coming to terms with adulting or just realizing (laughs) That it's something that we've been doing all along. Like, it's part of growing up. It's part of living. Okay. While we got over the gloomy side of it, what do you enjoy about ad- um, now versus being, uh, being young? Well, if I had this to point out, one, it would be like, I can actually make shit happen now. Like, things. Like, I can put out music can like be part of events like we have the freedom yeah these are actual products that you have active participation in yeah. so you have participation ship in things in products and services in whatever performance but um i guess that's the only saving grace i have at least for now is my being part of a product being responsible for something significant being responsible for value but being also uh, being able to witness for example the fruits of your labor i think um yeah but probably too early too early i think that's not the stage now i think yeah. the now is just putting in the work putting the in the fruits work. probably come a little later and i don't think i've reaped most of them yeah probably yet a little a, a lot longer more before I do. But I think that's uh that's another thing. I think patience. Patience is um I guess quite important, isn't it? That that's the also the the dangerous thing about like romanticizing adulting is because once you make a big deal about it, yeah. you become 
you have to become desensitized yeah, to the idea desensitized. of adulting because it's gonna happen every day from now on. Yeah. You don't have to make a big deal about it because if you do, chances are when you're failing, when you're in your bad days, you're gonna feel really dem- demotivated and, and as if like, like that adult thing was just a one-time thing or something like that. You, you have a bad relationship with the process and you have to always go back to the idea that this is the minimum required. This is not something special. This is what the bare minimum. Always think that it is the bare minimum. Like raise your bar. Don't think that it's something special. It's an achievement. It is an achievement. Okay. But it's a continuous process. It's not like, okay, I've done this. Now I'm part of the adult world. No. You don't have to be part of the adult world. You don't have to belong to a club. This is not a popularity contest. This is not a culture. This is the real world. This is the real world, first and foremost. To me, what I look forward to is, I guess, the possibilities of what's going to happen later on. To me, based from what I'm doing now, uh, personally, um, I'm, I'm very grateful to be able to to do what I want to do and have a feeling, have a, have a sense of optimism of what awaits for me uh, in terms of like um, my career because um, I'm part of a startup, com- uh, startup company and just being able to see where it goes, to me, it, it's a very gratifying feeling to envision Something um, that becomes actually very, not only functional, but something that thrives. I think that's one of the like um, hallmark innovations of our generation, startups. And I think startups are a pretty cool thing that we have now since like when you go into that type of um, industry company, like you really have a sense of Connection to your product. Ownership or attachment. Like like you feel relevant. You feel that you're part of something bigger than you. Yeah. It's not like you don't feel that you're alienated from your product. Well, that sounds so Marxist. But if you're in a big company, most likely you never see your actual product because the process is so enormous. That you feel that you're just like a tiny cog in a big machine. Yeah, you're very (laughs) insignificant. Yeah. We've known from that from time to time, like alienation from your own product does have uh, its existential consequences. So, given the personality of the millennial generation, I'm sure the startup thing, the startup culture, is something that we really could excel at. And I think that's what I also um, admire about our generation is that there's that that spirit of very entrepreneurial spirit that we want to try something and try to make something out of um, what we like, we enjoy to be able to execute. To me, that's what I um, respect and admire about um, us today. Um, we, we value, for example, working on something that we have, like, and we, I think more than ever, we value seeing ourselves in those works. We're the smartest workers. Oh, yeah. Like, right now, in in present times, yeah. Yeah, like, 
the older people sometimes like cannot see this and they think that millennials are lazy they're not well for based on the people that i know yeah i don't even think like millennials are even lazy because like the we do things the efficient way yeah and sometimes like older people misconstrue that as laziness but because don't we're you not... think we're also more proactive for example in our careers for example that we try to um we're very driven to look for things we're actually we would join for example workshops to try to get access to information i think now more than um even our generation now doesn't want to have kids and doesn't want to marry anymore. Yeah. So that I think tells speaks a lot, speaks volumes of how much we prioritize our career and work. Yeah. So I think it's pretty unfair to say that millennials are lazy. But I think we also value security, not for ourselves, but we're also aware that we need to be secure first to have a family. Like we we understand that now. I very much so and you know what i think i mean i'm also very optimistic of the next generation you know really because well you have to teach me because i don't have any any siblings so i have no not the slightest idea of what's happening with the kids now kids now um well some of them are trying to be um are trying to build for example skills even as early as high school that will benefit them i think they're very how do you call this they're more long term that's good they're more long term um if i were to go back to my fucking high school days i had no i had no long term outlook about things Uh, i was very 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 uh, isn't it the gen X that had the most number of unwanted pregnancies. Yeah, and I think even, yeah. That because I think that's yeah. the reason why they're them like people would never admit. I, don't, I think we learn from that as a generation. Yeah. We learn from that. We do. Yeah. Yeah, and we're. I think now we're we're also progressive. We're just as a generation in many aspects we are. There may be some questions still, but, you know. Well, whatever the case is, bottom line, we have to do our own part. We have to stop being whiny bitches. And we have to stop being special. And stop feeling entitled, stop feeling special. Yeah, entitlement, yeah. Entitlement, yeah. Entitlement. That's what it is. That's what it is. Entitlement. Um... Everyone's entitled to their feelings. I respect your opinion. I respect your opinion. I think the world is flat. Speaking of hustle, speaking of uh, quote-unquote hustles, work. Creative spirit. Creative spirit. Um, The clothing line. Yeah, here's a progress report. Um, We actually have the stocks of our first design, our shirts. It's just a matter of us now promoting it. Um, We're actually going to have our photo shoot soon. Yeah, it's been slow because life is getting in the way, but at least we're moving. And please, for those listeners out there, thank you for your patience. Thank you very much for everything that you have 
for all the support that you have given us and um as you know we may be sometimes slow but this itself this project podcast the clothing line this is our way of showing our work honestly when i look at our uh the statistics or the number of listeners who listen to our episodes to me just being able to see one one uh one play you know increase you know uh seeing the number of plays to me that's that's already gratifying to me that's that's something i'm very grateful for and i couldn't thank you guys enough for sticking with us yeah and i mean some people would say for a lot of things you have to just get the work done that's how you it's a habit and honestly a few months ago mix and i we would i never thought that i uh, last year i never thought i'd had this i've had i'd have this podcast ch- uh show yeah we're um when's our birth date when's the first episode december was it december no it's uh, january feb 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 we were talking about christmas in february remember ah, that okay yeah so I mean I've never even imagined this to run <laughs> this long. Yeah. But you know it's just having it's not just about having faith in your work but just trusting the process. I mean as as, as we just discussed, as we just discussed ironically uh, yeah <laughs> as repetitive as that may sound just keep getting the work in. Nobody special. This podcast is not special. Nobody is. Yeah. And at least, you know, I, I really hope that we are somehow adding value to you guys with what we're talking about now. Um, you're probably listening to this while you're stuck in traffic or uh, when stuck, you're stuck in hell, aka work, aka work um, in the office or yeah. Um, or you're just trying to put your earphones on to. For, to momentarily get away from things. But, I really hope I really hope we're adding value to you guys. By the way, um for the next episode, I I would really appreciate it. I mean, this would be a flunk if nobody actually participated. But um if you have any questions about any millennial related topic, we're going to post something on Facebook. We're going to ask um, you can ask us any questions and we may address this at during the next episode. So as much as possible, let us not keep this like um, too personal. Like, hey, Migs, what's your favorite color or what's Ira's favorite color? I mean, yeah, gosh, by the way, how's your, tw- how's your Twitter doing? Yeah. Our Twitter, I'm, guys, um... Yeah, we do have a Twitter account, and there are currently cricket sounds so far. Yeah, but it's hard to do that at this moment. We will, yeah, but we then will, again, we will going work back, on it. going will, back, yeah. it may not work for now, but it will. It will. It will later. 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 We're just there are just so many things that uh, Migs and I are currently um, talking about, trying to plan things out. Um, it just so happens that it's not at the top of our list. But so yeah. Um, we'll create that post and hopefully we have a good Q&A on the next episode. More yeah. interaction with those listeners. Your inputs would be very much appreciated. And again, we're on Spotify, Patreon, um, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, 
um preferably um yeah we'll be using um we'll be posting more for spotify yep uh, links yep spotify is the preferred choice here in this country because that's convenient for you guys so we listen and we are delivering on that yep so again this is migs this is ira this is where we are listen to us on the next episode